It'll be fine. Do you want to do it again? Uh, I can fix it in post. We're good. We're good on episode 369 of the Quarantine Cast, recorded on September 30th, 2021. Uh, you know, I attended a DSA meeting, onboarding meeting yesterday. Had a great time. All about tearing down capitalism, but I did have the realization that if we get rid of capitalism, then then Squid Game can't happen, and I really want to compete in Squid Game. I gotta watch it. I'm starting today. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. When Angel gets home, I'm literally gonna be like. Do you want to watch Squid Game with me? Yes or no? If the answer is no, I'm going to start watching it myself right now. If the answer is yes, we will commence. Are you Are you even aware of the premise, or are, are you going in blind loosely. like I did? Okay. Like, loosely aware of the premise, but no trailers, no nothing. All right. So, I'm ready. My right. body is ready. Yeah. I won't dig too, uh, too far into it, but like... Yeah, you'll see. You'll see what's going on. I should have brought that about. up in my onboarding breakout. Like, when I'm sure you had the same questions where it was like, what are you most excited about getting into with this? Mm-hmm. Just like, I'm just trying to prevent Squid Game. <laughs> <laughs> That's my main concern. Like, you know, that presentation you had on the Green New Deal was super slick and polished, but, you know, I'm, I'm keeping my eyes on the prize. I'm <laughs> just trying to prevent Squid Game from ever happening. Why is you it called Squid Game? Is that or is that a spoiler? Don't look it up. Spoilers. Um, Just fucking watch. It, uh, mm, mm, mm. It's not a spoiler. It's, it's, the, a, it's the Hunger Games. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, um, mm. uh, so the reason it's called Squid Game is not. At least I'm four episodes in, and it's not like anything related to the major plot. It's called Squid Game because. The main character, when he was he and his friends as a kid, invented a game that they called Squid Game. Mm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. So should I watch it? Absolutely. It's kind of all the craze right now. I don't want to be behind on the times, do you, Andrew? <laughs> oh. <He's gone>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the timing! Immaculate! Literally left. Uh, no, yeah, you should check it out. I, I'm halfway through it, very much enjoying it. Um, oh, definitely uh, keep... I, I know I don't have to tell you guys this, but maybe I have to tell the audience. Uh, keep it Korean audio and then just do English subtitles. I know Netflix... Eh... Little little borderline quality on their subtitles, but uh, definitely worthwhile. Yeah, the person in my department was saying, I watched the first episode. I liked it. It's weird because they're spe- like, you know, it's English, but like you can tell that the mouths don't sing. And I'm just like, no. no. I can't believe people do that shit. Oh. I think they just don't know that it's an option because Netflix defaults right. to dubs, not subs. And this podcast's stance is firmly subs, not dubs. I remember... But yeah, I, I ran into the same thing with Dark. That's why Ian never watched Dark, is because 
he was like, I can't get it to do sub- subtitles. Mm-hmm. It's, it's dubbed right now. And I was like, I think it's an easy solution, but sure. I also... I'm not going to shit on any English voice actors. I'm not going to shit on Netflix casting. No, you but, can do uh, that. Like, <laughs> it's awful. Like, voice acting's fucking easy. Oh, I'm sick of that takes. shit. Get the fuck out of here. Voice acting is not nearly as hard as acting. I don't give a shit what you say. Is it a, a career? Is it a skill? Absolutely. Like, are people who are good at acting good at voice acting? Not necessarily. They're not necessarily related. But, like, get the fuck out of here pretending that, like, voice acting is this, oh, it's a sanctimonious career that's, like, oh, it's really hard for the performers. No, it's a fucking dream gig. You sit in a booth and talk and get paid a ton of money. Fuck out of here, voice actors. I'm sorry us mere mortals don't have old lady from Spongebob in our back pocket 24-7, I didn't Ryan. say I was good we at it. gotta work I, for it. I didn't say I'm good at it. I just said that <laughs> shit is bullshit. Like, I see it so often. And, like, they pretend that, like, it's not literally the most desirable career of all time. So, the thing... I don't, I don't have any experience with this other than the first couple of minutes of Casa de Papel on Netflix, um, when I, I was kind of misled as to like what was going on in the show. Um, I didn't know right away that like there were different options for it because I knew it was a Spanish language show. I did not know that Netflix had made an English dubbed version, which was the default when I clicked on it. So the first couple of minutes, I'm like, Oh, Weird that, like, this first couple minutes of this Spanish show is in English. And then I realized that, you know, it wasn't matching up and that I had to switch back to the Spanish dub. The voice, the English voice acting is fucking awful in that. It sounds like anime. It's, It's just super exaggerated white people voice over top of these Spanish actors. And I imagine that Squid Games is probably the same thing. I... I don't know why English dubbed shit isn't just done with better English voice actors. I mean, it shouldn't be a thing at all. Like, people should just read the subtitles. Mm -hmm. But why is it so bad? It's not just that it, you know, is kind of disrespecting the original version of the media. And also, it's because, you know, people don't want to just read subtitles because they don't have the bandwidth. But it's honestly terrible. Like, the voice acting sounds really bad. Why, why is it so exaggerated? Why is that a thing? I mean, the budgets aren't high, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. That's not a huge priority for them. And, like, yeah, it's... They're not, they're not getting... They're not sending their best. It's it's bullshit. It's the main reason that subs will always be superior to dubs is because at the end of the day, like at least for live action, like I don't know anything about animated. Blah blah blah. blah, blah. I, I, I know that's where ready. the actual. I know that's where the actual argument comes into play. Yeah. When it's live action, you are actually losing mm-hmm. a huge chunk of the performance mm-hmm. when it's like dubbed, even if it sounds good. It can be completely different from the performer's original intention behind the scene, even if the English actor has, like, pulled it off believably. 
they could be playing it in a subtly different way. They weren't there on set. They don't know what the director's direction was. Like, they're just reading a script, like, and having watched the scene, I'm assuming, with subtitles. Yeah. Like, it's just not... It's never going to be there. It's bullshit. A part of it, too, right now, is that it is just such a narrow discipline having having people dub over in English live-action series... I don't think there are a lot of skilled directors for that. It's, yeah, it is a very narrow discipline that doesn't crop up a lot. There isn't a ton of money in it. And to do it well, you have to have both a thorough understanding of both whatever culture uh, the media is originally from and then English culture. And yeah. that's, that's it's, it's a lot. It's bullshit that Netflix defaults to dubbed no. it's, it's a literal travesty default to subbed or give a choice give an option when you boot up a piece of media that's in a different language to your default language so would you like subtitles or bullshit <laughs> I, these are your options so i don't want to call out friends and loved ones i am genuinely curious if you guys have an explanation for this why do people in our age demographic just watch everything with subtitles now? What? what? Oh, like everything, including English content? Yeah. I do it with Angel because English is her second language, and even though she can understand it, like there's potentially bits and pieces that would get lost if she doesn't watch it with subtitles. But Fair. by myself, I don't. I, okay. I actually do a lot of the time. Um, I think it's just because... Sometimes it just makes it easier for me to understand, like, um, if there's, like, quiet shit happening. I think a lot of it's just the audio that I I use on my TV. Like, I wouldn't ever use subtitles if I'm watching something on my computer. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, like, you know, laying on the couch, watching a TV show kind of casually, have subtitles on just to fall back on. Fair. I I don't know. I That's just not what I do ever, uh, unless it's anime. So it's like every time I've logged into somebody else's account or stumbled upon somebody watching whatever streaming service on their account, I've noticed, oh, wow, you this is English and subtitles. Okay, fair. I will say I kind of refuse to play video games without subtitles. I mean, sound mixing in video games is just kind of generally bad so that yeah, yeah. like i i lose yeah. so much shit also there's you know a lot of the sound design in video games if you're in a a large space and there's stuff happening in the background or like far away it's or even if you're just like walking next to a character who's speaking to you and then you do something else go off the road and do something they don't then just talk louder <laughs> <laughs> you, you that gets drowned out by distance, so I always have subtitles on. I yeah. in Resident Evil Eight, I think I'd only be able to understand like every other word Heisenberg says without subtitles, which would be hilarious. That might make the game objectively better now that I think about it. But uh, no, not not great if you're trying to get the full impact. It's Resident Evil Eight, but it's just Snatch, where you can't fucking understand anything. <laughs> It is slightly, it is a slightly worse experience. Like, if I were to, you know, watch any piece of media 
and could have the choice between snapping my fingers and being able to like understand that language for the duration of the movie and right. yeah like watching it with english subtitles i would absolutely always choose to be able to just understand what the actors are saying because mm-hmm. it is a slightly inferior experience like you are distracted by blocks of text that the like auteur director did not intend on there being on the screen like so yeah i mean if, if i'm watching something seriously if it's a foreign film and there's no other options then sure but like yeah if it's in english already never would i would i do that but My, what uh... what if it's uh it's an english american made piece of media mm-hmm. uh that has the option or that that takes place in a non-english speaking part of the world that gives you the mm-hmm. option to transition the voice acting into the language of where it takes place and then also makes it black and white and has an Instagram film grain filter on top of it and calls it art. You're calling out something very specific right now and I'm eager to find out what it is. Yeah, it's uh, the Kurosawa mode on Ghost of Tsushima. Oh! Like, Ghost of Tsushima is definitely an homage to, like, old samurai movies and, like, I think it does Mm -hmm. it pretty well. Kurosawa mode fucking sucks. Because it... (laughs) The game was not designed to be black and white. They literally just dropped the saturation to zero and put, like, mm-hmm. a really shitty, like, film grain filter on top of everything. And then, yeah, switched it to the, the Japanese voice acting. Um, I heard that they kind of fixed it in, like, the, the director's cut. But holy shit. It, it, Ghost of Tsushima is a very, very pretty game. And it does not look good in black and white. Black and white movies oftentimes look pretty good just because that's how they look. And, like, that's how cameras worked back then. The, like, it, the contrast works there. Yeah. It does not in Ghost of Tsushima. Um, also, before we totally shift off this subject, uh, I will say my usual argument for watching uh, dubbed anime is that four out of five times the anime I'm watching comes from a manga, and it's like... If I wanted to experience this and read this piece of media, I would just read the manga. I'm putting dubs on, chilling out, just watching this thing go. Oh, so you're like an American. Like, you're you're lazy. That's why you don't like subtitles. <laughs> like, stereotypical American mode. American mode. I guess I prefer dubbed. Like, I'll... I, I have and will watch uh, anime with subtitles, especially that's the only one that's available, but no, yeah, for the dub most of the time. I'll watch that if it's out there, if not, whatever. Yeah. It's different with anime because the animation's already so lazy, so it's not hey. distracting that their mouths don't match up. Because <laughs> it won't match up even if you're watching subs. No. Yeah. Because it's a shit art form. It's just a couple of key frames. Literally inferior in every way. The the character design has closed mouth and open mouth. And then oftentimes a shocked face or like a angry fighting face. Yeah. And like, and that's it. And when they're talking, it's just closed mouth and open mouth. And they move the key frames around to kind of match whatever's being said. That's it. Okay, but what if uh, mm-hmm. 
some of those pieces of media also had problematic political themes, and every time you called them out, people would accuse you of imperialism. I'm in. <laughs> Basically, say no more. Anime is to media what English oh dubbed anime is to anime. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ryan gets it. Ryan, Ryan knows I, what I'm saying. I get it, except for Lucas said he likes English dubbed anime. <laughs> you know, I know, but he's wrong. Okay, that's fair. Not only do you it's, like it's a, anime, it's... this garbage media, <laughs> you like the worst version. Yeah, <laughs> it's the it's the Taken Three makes Taken Two look like Taken One analogy, where <laughs> <laughs> you go intrinsic to really drive home how shitty it is. Man, dubbed yeah. anime makes subbed anime look like an actual TV show. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, it's great. I, I feel like you guys would give me more shit, though, if I went hardcore in the opposite direction. Like, yeah, I am fluent in Japanese now, so I can watch anime without subtitles in Japanese. I know you guys would think that is worse. If you came on the podcast and said, yeah, I started taking Japanese, and we were like, oh, that's cool. You want to get into the culture? Like, maybe taking a trip to Japan, and you're like... Nah, I just want to watch anime. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we would make fun of you. Yep. I, I 100%. I mean, yeah, even if you were like, I want to get into the culture. I'm thinking about taking a trip to Japan. Yeah, I, that's literally like the definition of a weeb. So, yeah. yeah, that wouldn't be great either. But, boy. Yeah. Um, speaking of DSA, uh, in my breakout group, um, I had the person who was from chicago uh, who kind of kicked off our meeting and she was cool and we kind of finished early because there wasn't many people in our group i only had me and two other people and uh she was kind of like uh is there any other like questions you have for me or something we have a little bit more time and <laughs> the guy was like what's your most controversial opinion <laughs> she was like oh oh boy um and she like thought about it for a bit and like the conclusion was, because she was like, I don't know if that's that controversial. And then, but her conclusion was, I guess I'm like a nuclear family socialist. Nope, I get you. And she was like, when you put it that way, it makes it kind of controversial. But she was like, the, the whole, you know, like idea of like how we need to dissolve the nuclear family and that it's constraining and everything like that. She kind of doesn't buy into it because she thinks of it more of like, no, with socialism, it's going to create more time to like spend with like your loved ones and mm -hmm. like children and other family members and everything like that. And like kids aren't going to cost nearly as much. And so like, I think like it's totally compatible and it's kind of not helpful and it doesn't recruit as many people to like start attacking the like standard familial structure of, and I was just like, Look, I don't disagree with you. I don't have a dog in this fight, but it's, it is pretty wild. No, to, like, no, I like frame it that way. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, that's like, mm, I, there is a trend in, I think, like, broader leftism of, like, man, you can't be from the burbs and really be a socialist. You gotta be, like, in it, and that's not a great idea. And also, there's nothing wrong with, like, somebody wanting to have a house and kids and, like, 
still fight for a higher minimum wage. Like, those two things are compatible. Eh. I feel like fighting for a higher minimum wage is pretty firmly, like, liberal. Yeah. Just, like, uh, moderate Democrat bullshit. That's just, like, like, taking... Fighting for a higher minimum wage is a good thing, but... Yeah, no, no socialist is going to be against yeah, it, but... That's not, yeah, that's not solving any problem. That's, that's entirely maintaining the framework that we're in right now and giving people just a few more crumbs than they're already getting. Yeah. Apologies, I'll go more radical. Uh, dismantling, dismantling the police structure in America. That's compatible with wanting a house and kids. No, because houses are castle know, doctrine. Houses oh. are castle doctrine. <laughs> is is castle doctrine like a capitalist function, or is that just? Yes. I think that's just an excuse to going, kill minorities most of the time. We are going to abolish the castle doctrine by removing everyone's houses. Oh, you can't. No one can shoot people if there are if no they don't castles. Have a house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've removed the home invasion by destroying the concept of having a roof over your head yes yeah like that shit live hassan piker yeah that's how he should live bad <laughs> should be living poorly in case yeah, this was fun in case this is a soundbite uh we are being facetious um please no, don't kick us want to be on the outs with daddy hassan Please don't kick us out, DSA. We just got here. Uh, yeah, no, mine was cool. Um, what, what was your thing you were excited to work on? Myself. So you said? <laughs> kind of. Like, yeah, I expressed the broad DSA causes that they went through in the opening of that meeting. I am on board for all of that, eager to help out with all of it, uh, especially more, like, on the ground grassroots stuff. I would love to learn how to change a taillight and then how to teach other people how to fix that uh but then mostly i want to try to figure out how to deprogram myself uh my self-worth untie it from capitalism because yeah i think that's where most of my mental health uh issues come from the idea that like I can be successful to feel good about myself i think but also my ideas of what are success are ingrained in some very capitalist principles that I don't necessarily believe in, but emotionally I have a hard time detaching myself from I can only feel so good if I have a 9-to-5 job and X amount of money in my savings at any given time. Like, that's not that's not great, but that's also a thing I need to work on, and hopefully there's some literature out there that addresses exactly that deprogramming me from capitalism i'm sharing too much aren't i well i was gonna lucas is running to the socialists like brainwash me i was i was gonna (laughs) say though are you sure that some of your mental health problems aren't related to your friends constantly shitting all over your interests (laughs) what are you talking about like my real friends never shit on my interests Uh, you got us (laughs) hey boomed um fucking boom me Ryan, I don't, I don't think I'll ever call people comrade as casually as people in the DSA meeting called each other comrade. I wait, do they really do that? I thought that was a joke. Oh, 
no, it's real. Motherfucker, I mean, it's, come on. God. It started out. It's real cringe. It started out with like a nudge and a wink, but by like 10 minutes in, it's like, oh, no, this is this is just the in-group speak at this point. Yeah. Okay. No, they're like, this is important that we call each other comrade. Like, it is like part of it. No, it's and not. It's just like, yeah, it's like, look, I'm not against displaying solidarity and mm-hmm. like, yeah, referring to people like with a positive interm, but comrade is so fucking <laughs> like just That's lame. Obviously divisive yeah. and like yeah, fuck fucking lame. It's lame. Yeah. It, it sounds like you're a mid fifties Russian man. Like or <laughs> it's fucking I, that lame. one guy that everyone knew in high school that was way too into the Soviet Union, but in like two thousand and nine. That's the thing, right? Like I'm really hoping that yeah, we don't get too many fucking Soviet Union cuba apologists in this shit because that wasn't socialism like that was authoritarianism using socialism and communism as a thin veil like same thing with venezuela like when there a report came out today that was or yesterday i think that was like 75 percent of people in venezuela are living in extreme poverty and yeah there were like both the people that were like dunking on it ah socialism's dumb and then other people that were like defending it and being like it's only because of the u.s and it's like yeah, the U.S. played a big part, but, like, also, <laughs> this was a totalitarian state run by a brutal dictator who had no interest in, like, the workers owning the means of production at all. Like, that's that's the core tenet of socialism that wasn't being followed. So socialists don't have to, like, fall on their blade and be like, no, it's good. I, it's so great there. Else it... It's going to take a while to recover from that, no matter what your system of government and commerce is. Like, relax. Um, I don't know. Maybe the DSA old heads can get away with it. The, like, actual, like, 60-year-olds. I was a communist back when, like, that was a burgeoning yeah. political movement in the U.S. Like that. I was a card-carrying mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, communist a, back in the in day. In a point where it would get you shot by some people. Sure. Right. And blacklisted at the very yeah, least. Yeah, I guess call yourself comrade. Fucking whatever. They're allowed. I'm they... I'm not going to call a fellow mid-20s person comrade. And if they call me comrade, I'm going to tell them that they're lame. <laughs> I'm going to say that's not a cool thing to do. Mm. I know you're doing it because you think it's cool. That's the thing. I don't think anyone's calling each other comrade because they think that it's a sign of, like, brotherhood. They're doing it because they think it's cool and edgy. I, man, like... These are dedicated people. Like, these aren't just people that meet in a basement. These are people that are literally on the streets, Mm -hmm. like, coordinating. And they're, like, literal activists. Yeah, I don't don't know that they're doing it just to be edgy. I think that, yeah, they really do believe. And, like, it's absolutely an us thing. It's, like, absolutely our age coming from where we did, like that term has been so poisoned by shitheads that I, I can't distance it. And that's a me thing, you know? But it, yeah, that, that's still my emotional reaction. I think it's also gender neutral, and that's... Also fair. ...a big thing for this, as we f- found, like, mm-hmm. a lot of focus on, like, pronouns and, like, making sure everyone felt comfortable and included, which is totally, like, on the up and up. Yeah. So I imagine that's a big reason, because it's a, a gender neutral... And, like, we, we lived through college where they tried to make, like, friend work as, like, the the unifier. How's it going in here, friends? And it's just, like, that's worse. 
So I guess they, they didn't have that many options in the English language, so they chose comrade. <laughs> but, yeah. Very cool. We covered a lot. <laughs> we covered a lot in this one, and I'm proud of us for doing so. Thank you all so much for listening to episode 369 of the Quarantine Cast. If you like what you heard, like, comment, subscribe, etc. Check us out on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok for highlight clips. Uh, email us your questions, business opportunities, viewing at gmail.com. Act blue link in the description if you want to help some great progressive causes. Uh, oh, and yeah, you can support us through Patreon or the Anchor Podcast platform. Keep up to date by following us at V2 underscore podcast on Twitter and follow me at Lucas Dreider on Twitter to keep up with all of my writing. Almost to the weekend, everyone. Good luck getting there. <laughs>